It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. It's. June 19th, 2006. Welcome to Working for a Living, where we present opinions that matter. We're joined tonight by host Jeff Brown, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Uh, we'll go through the announcements first. We have a few of these. Uh, first one is, uh, let's take a, a moment to remember all the fathers on fa- Father's Day, and uh, the fathers hope that all the fathers are enjoying the children, and all the chicken children can enjoy the fathers. Remember, children, they will not always be with you. Uh, two, interestingly enough, today is also Juneteenth, the day that officially ended slavery in the United States. We revere and hold high Juneteenth and pray that slavery never returns to this land in whatever form. Three, our third announcement here is uh, regarding decline to sign effort by the Michigan Building Trades to retain prevailing wage in Michigan. Uh, The opposition turned in 380,000 signatures, of which 40% were voided. So the opposition did not have enough signatures to get get it on the ballot as a referendum. And while the Michigan Building Trades have been successful in thwarting this attack on the prevailing wage, a 1965 law they remain uh, ever vigilant uh, to new attacks. The Michigan Building Trades expresses their grateful thanks to everyone who helped make this campaign a success and to all of our listeners. Thank you very much, listeners, uh, and anyone associated on any of the pages if you participated in trying to stop that by not signing. Thank you from this show to you. Um, the number item number four uh, is announcement is uh, UAW Local 9 Brothers and Sisters at the Honeywell plant in South Bend, Indiana remain locked out by the plant management. Uh, and there's an update by Local Union 9. It appears that the locked out members may be able to qualify for unemployment. However, there seems to be a very strict process that must be followed to the letter for them to qualify. You may see this uh, posting on Working for a Living companion page on Facebook. Uh, we have uh, number item announcement number five. We'd also like to thank U.S. Senator Joe Donnelly for his rigorous grilling of SEC Chair Mary Jo White regarding the carrier outsourcing of jobs to Mexico. You can also view this excerpt video uh, on our companion page uh, on Facebook, Working for a Living. Uh, We had one email uh, from Herb in Florida. Again, we we like hearing from Herb. Uh, It is just just terrible that we had an alligator kill a child here in Disney World. You're right. That's a sad, sad thing to have happened. I think they've taken measures, hopefully not not to have that ever happen again. Uh, So... uh, 
with that said, uh, we'll bring on Jeff with uh, uh, This Week in the News. Um, Jeff and I have a, a little back and forth we're going to do. And uh, Welcome, Jeff. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Leroy. How are you? I'm, I'm perfect, brother. I mean, it's just been a great day. It's Father's Day. You know, uh, I've been congratulating everybody on being a father and remembering. Uh, uh, yeah, how it's it a uh, gorgeous day in Ohio where I am temporarily. But I am mm-hmm. here heading home. It's clear skies. It's, well, my car is 91 where I'm at at the moment. Um, wow. 91. What I want to talk about, Leroy, is um, we got an email last week about our opinion on the uh, Orlando shootings. We talked briefly about it. And now we both agreed that we don't condone that that type of uh, stuff. And it's a shame that all these people had to die. Um, Of course, now that it's been a week into the investigation, we're finding more and more out about the shooter family and... You know, his his targets, his main targets were the white people. From what I understand through watching an interview with one of the uh, people in that bar, um, his father, the shooter's father, claims to be a self-declared president of Afghanistan. Okay, he's living here in the States. Um, so he, I think he's a little warped in the head a little bit there. Um, years ago, when I first started our local, I helped start our local, I was co-chairman of the Civil Rights Committee. At that time, it was right around the time of the golf, first golf war with Bush Sr. I had a co-worker, a young co-worker, who was Lebanese, and he was starting to get screwed around with some of our Union brothers and sisters. Well, I put a complete stop to that right away. Management failed to put anything, you know, to uh, stop it. So I took it upon myself. And I just told people, knock it off. It's not, you know, this is not time or place. He's here in America. He's not over there. Um, and I see a lot of uh, people on Facebook and in the news complaining about the Muslims. Well, for those who don't live in Michigan, Dearborn, Michigan, which is the headquarters of Ford Motor Company, has the largest community of Arabs this side of the Middle East. Okay? Um we have bad apples in every group and they're claiming that the Orlando shooting is the worst massacre in the history of the United States. That is a false statement, people. The worst massacre in the United States was committed by the U.S. Army when they wiped out uh, Native Americans at Wounded Knee. Okay? That's fact. Look it up if you don't believe me. Um, I 
really it really makes me mad the way some of these people are coming out to attack the Muslims. Um, I'm not into that stuff. I believe anybody should be able to worship any religion they choose to worship. That's what our founding fathers set out to do. Okay? So, if somebody wants to um, worship Allah, that's good. We just lost the most famous Muslim in the world two weeks ago when Muhammad Ali passed away. Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, two very good examples of the Muslim religion. They're very peaceful. They talk about peace. And they, they're trying to try to let people know. I know Ali did throughout his career. Whatever you may think about him about dodging the trap, I don't have a problem with what he did. He did not want to go and kill people who did nothing wrong with him. Vietnam, in my opinion, um, we should never have been involved with. It was all over oil, not communism. Vietnamese were uh, a threat to us. The Muslims aren't a threat to us. But we, as an American society, the politicians and the rich 1%, have tried over the years to take over uh, oil from the Middle East, and that's one of the big things that caused all this thing to start with. If people really want to find out, Osama bin Laden was supported by the CIA when Afghan troops were fighting the Russians. When Ronald Reagan took over office, he pulled their support, our support from Osama bin Laden. Well, he got mad and started the campaign against the Americans. And I understand this point to a to a certain distance. Um, and then George W. Bush, he takes over as president. He's looking for a way to get Saddam Hussein. He was very upset that during the first Gulf War that his father did not send troops in the Baghdad to remove Saddam. I read this in the book by Bob Woodward, who, if you all remember, was one of the co-writers of the book called The President's Men in Watergate. He wrote the Watergate story. Um, he wrote very well. He's wrote several books on it. And that was the reason why we invaded Iraq in 2003. Since then, I have seen interviews with Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld, and you can all check this out on YouTube. Rumsfeld said just recently in the last three or four months that we had no right to go in and attack Iraq. 
to you. Most of us do that to begin with. Chaney uh, announced a couple of years ago on one of the Sunday morning news shows that Flight 92 during 9-11 was actually shot down by U.S. military jets. The so-called plane that hit um, the Pentagon was no plane. If it was, take a look at the pictures. There's no plane parts. There's no list of any victims that were killed by the object that hit the Pentagon. I've seen this little video. There was no plane. Okay? So now you got Trump. I hate to get political, but I got to, right? He's complaining about the Mexicans, he's complaining about the Muslims. And since Orlando, he's trying to win the uh, Muslim vote. Uh, he's offended everybody in the country, right? I, it really makes me upset that I have to argue with people to how much they don't know about the Muslim religion and what actually the government is not telling us. And I know, I, I do a lot of research. Okay? Um, yeah, you do, Jeff. You do a lot. And, I do a lot. You know, as you've said, you know, the largest uh, Muslim community in, in the entire uh, world outside of the Middle East is is in Dearborn, Michigan, and because of that, uh, you're in close proximity to it. But I'm not that far, uh, and the Muslims uh, move around in Michigan quite easily, uh, and marry and and raise families, and they're they're you know uh, in our communities, and we interact with them on a regular basis, and you know it's uh, this these are not people that are out to do anybody in. So as a as a group of people, we should not be in any way, whether in the workplace or in our communities, uh, being intolerant of these people and, and trying to be uh, mean to them. That's that's just simply unacceptable for for that to go on. It's you know, we have to have tolerance. Uh, not every person of Muslim background or Middle Eastern background is a bad person, you know, it's just not the case. You know, are the authorities who have the ability to track and monitor, uh, you know, empowered to remain uh, vigilant and and diligent in their efforts? Absolutely. But that isn't for us to to do as a people here in the United States. Uh, We we pay people a lot of money, by the way, to see to it that we're safe. Now, for whatever reason, this didn't work this time. And I'm sure they're putting some safeguards in uh, so that we don't have that sort of violence. I mean, it, you know, a lot of people out there protecting themselves. I want to bring up another aspect of this this tragedy that happened last Sunday. I was absolutely amazed when I first saw this, not only at the carnage, but that somebody in the most liberal gun state in the United States, Florida, maybe next to Texas, but it's a very liberal gun state, Florida. I was surprised that somebody didn't have 
a concealed pistol license and be carrying their concealed pistol in that establishment so that they could thwart something like this. You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily out there supporting the idea of, you know, uh, high-powered automatic rifles that, that, you know, fire automatically as opposed to semi-automatically uh, these assault weapons. I'm not out there promoting, but I am promoting the idea of self-defense when something like this happens, and that's exactly what happened out in that theater in Colorado when the guy walked past two facilities with no guns and went into the, uh, or uh, that had guns and went into the one that prohibited guns and went in there and slaughtered a number of people, you know, just massacred them as well. So we know it's a deterrent. And, you know, just having it as a deterrent seems to work in a lot of places. And I'm a fan of self-protection, especially in these instances. And, you know, if you have a concealed pistol license, you know, it's just that much more encouragement for you to carry your weapon with you. You know, just please be vigilant. I'm, I'm as anti-violence as anybody can probably imagine. I mean, I, I moved on when that was an issue somewhere else, and you all know what that was. So my, my thought is we, let's not be violent, but at the same time be vigilant, you know, diligent and vigilant in our self-defense so that if something like that happened, it didn't become the massacre that it was, but got stopped well before it became as bad as it did by somebody with a CPL, concealed pistol license, and carrying the thing inside of this facility. I'm all about that. Uh, I just, you know, I'm I'm a stalwart Democrat and a stalwart uh, Second Amendment um, person. You know, I try not to be too political here either, but that's who I am. And I believe that's kind of who Jeff is, you know, and we're – we're about we're about protecting the membership, and those people that are out there, you know, spewing hate and discontent, are not going to be helping our members when it comes time to have these issues in the plant either. Okay, so it's not right. just an outside community thing; it's an inside the plant thing as well. So um, now, having said that, I don't think we need to be carrying weapons in the plant because it's supposed to be a safe place. But but when right. you're out, you don't know. You don't know, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a little while. Uh, Jeff, do you have any more on that issue? Because uh, we, if you don't, we got Art in the wings here. Uh, he's going to update us on his appeal. You know, I if just, you do, go ahead. I just support my mind. Um, I believe people have the right to worship any god they choose. Right. And I'll, I'll I support that 100. I will protect people to. Uh, let them practice any religion they want. Having said that, um, let's move on and bring art in. Okay, yeah. I, 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 agree, I agree with you. I mean, you know, I, I was in the United States Army for very nearly three years. I got a little bit of an early out. But, uh, to defend just exactly what you said, and I stand pretty strong still for these, this, these days to that end, to protect that person that the weakest link in our community, 
so that they have the right to free speech and all the other rights that were guaranteed by our Constitution in the United States. And right. I really don't want to see that get, get in any way watered down by anybody, period. And it's already happening, but we, we try to stand yes. up and address it. Having said that, um, let me uh, uh, talk about Artesis in just a second. Art works at uh, Ford. He's a local 600 uh, member. He's a skilled tradesman, and uh, he is very concerned about the election that they held at Ford at that facility. And he's here. He's uh, got an appeal in because of that, and he's here on with us right now. And uh, uh We'll bring Art on. He can tell us more about how his appeal is going. Art, uh, welcome to the show. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah. There you go. All right. We got you. Yeah. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Leroy. How are you? Good. Good. We're good. Yeah, we're having a pretty good day. It's a nice day here in mid-Michigan. Sunny. You know, pretty hot. I guess we've got around 90-plus 90, 90 around here, so... The, the politicians well, I, are out I, walking, I, even on Father's Day. <laughs> I, can, I can tell I, you, the politicians I, around here are walking. So it's good. I hope uh, I hope Father's Day went well for you both. Um, I'm you. I'm here to today to um, speak a little bit on on May 24th. I had uh, what uh, I guess would be my investigative hearing with the International Executive Board. Al Wilson, uh, administrative assistant to the president, was officiating the hearing. I, I I think it went well um on on for my part. Um they the, my documents were pretty much all in place. Um it didn't seem as though the the, the local six hundred representatives were as, as as prepared as they should have been and, and certainly Al, Al Wilson um, while while chastising them for not having some of their documents ready, he actually seemed to me as though he was he was walking them through what they needed to to turn in to him for for documentation. But that's all right. I I, I still believe it went well for me. So um, I had a couple of people give uh, testimony for me. One in, one in particular was in regard to the. Dearborn truck plant vote count um, and the discrepancy between the number of national ballots and, and local ballots that was were turned in, even though they were both handed out at the same time. Um, there was an observer that uh, saw them pulling out what, what couldn't have been votes, ballots put in individually. So, But anyways, um, I believe it went well. So, um, okay, I'm looking uh, forward to hearing. Okay, so your 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 witness then uh, showed the discrepancy from the ballots, and as I recall in talking with you, uh, there were some. Uh, uh, it was it was like it was uh, a whole ream of paper that was just cut in half, and they had these ballots for. 500 exactly for one of them, and then there was something more or less with the other, uh, which I found with, quite interesting. Do you want to tell us about that? The, the the posting the posting for the Dearborn truck plant 
uh, ratification vote count for the production side of it, um, there there was exactly 500 more ballots turned in for the national uh, the national ratification vote compared to the local ratification vote, and and the when when production was the people were passing their their ballots to them they got one of each so there should have been a, there should have been a duplicate amount the same amount of of local ballots as there was for national ballots and you know obviously when you got a 500 count discrepancy something's something's not right there was also testimony you know again the 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 uh, person I had give testimony has actually got his own appeal in um, in regards to the ratification vote and what what he observed as 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 an observer while they were counting ballots. Um, essentially, his his testimony gave some indication as to what might account for that 500 vote discrepancy, where there was 500 more yes votes. Uh, more more national ballots than than local ballots, but um, again, it 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 did uh, it. There's there's no real indication as to how that might have happened. Coincidentally, one of the people that the local had sitting in on for, on their side was was the election committee chairperson, um, who also after after. After my witness had left, and, and not during his testimony, the, the election committee chairperson said, gave testimony that he saw an, uh, bundles of bundles of ballots that were all no's, as opposed to what my my witness talking about them being all yeses. And I guess my 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 question with the election committee chairperson is if there was bundles of ballots at all, whether they be yeses or noes, that couldn't have gotten into the ballot bucket the ballot bucket individually, why didn't he quarantine them in the first place? Because obviously something's wrong when you see bundles of ballots, whether they whether they be yeses or noes. So I, I his his testimony in my mind would 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 uh, was even though he was trying to say they were the the, the discrepancy he saw were, it, they were all no votes. The fact that that he saw anything wrong and didn't do something about it while they were being counted leads me to believe that that uh, the it just it gives more validation to my my claim that there's a problem with the, the system in the first place. Right, right. Hard. Now, as I understand it, also in talking with you, uh, that the election, uh, one of the people on the elections committee, uh, a woman actually asked if uh, she was going to be needed for this election, and she was told, "Oh, don't bother." Uh, if my recollection is correct, in talking with you. Yes, it, there was there was a, a, a skilled trades person that I work with who who is part of the election committee 
for the skilled trades unit. And uh, although she was on vacation at the time of the ratification vote, she she made a phone call to to see if she was going to be needed for the for the vote because she was she was prepared to to even though she was on vacation, she was prepared to to, to participate and in, 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 in do what she was elected to do. do. What she, right, do what she took an oath of and office it, to do, right? Yeah. Yes, and, and uh, the person that she called, one of the, uh, one of the maintenance construction unit committee men, committee representatives, uh, told her she, to go ahead and take her vacation. Her, her, her services weren't necessary. Um, Meanwhile, that same that same person was walking from unit to unit with a bucket, handing out ballots and and, and collecting them. At the, you know, there wasn't any separation between where the ballots were and where the bucket was. Um, right. And, and well. this was, he, a, he was uh, the person that was doing that was a bargaining person that that actually bargained the the agreement was part of the bargaining team. He, he was he was well the 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 committee representative that was carrying the bucket and the votes was was accompanied by by one of the bargaining representatives who who bargained with the uh the skilled trades uh the skilled so trades portion next, of the yeah okay so he was carrying a bucket to pass out and pick up ballots as and this is a committee bargaining uh committee person now, my, I, you yes. know, it's been a while, but the Constitution hasn't changed that much. I was recording secretary for three terms and uh, did, a, you know, a lot of the uh, uh, record keeping for uh, the union meetings for a long time. Uh, and, and as I recall, the Constitution says that if you're a, an, an election committee person, you may not hold any other office at all. So you may not, if you're on the but, election committee... So exactly what was this bargaining committee? My question, I know it's a rhetorical question, why was this person handling ballots if he wasn't on the election committee? Okay. See, and Leroy, part of the part of the one of the biggest problems with this whole situation and, and it it came up during the uh during my presentation of my appeal to the local six hundred general council. Um uh-huh. One of the gentle, after I presented it, a gentleman stood up and said, "Elections, elections, elections. All I hear about is elections. Let's get something straight. This is a ratification vote. It wasn't an election at all. And, and quite honestly, Leroy, I, I don't understand why there's a separation of the two. Um, there, there, there seems to be a, a, a fairly large number of representatives that that were supporting this." ratification vote that that don't believe that they need to follow any kind of rules and regulations like you were just talking about the constitution saying in regards right. to election committee it, there and, right. and that's 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 part of the reason for my for my uh for my appeal and part of what my appeal is based on the ethical practices right. code says says the rules are supposed to be uniformly and 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 Uniformly applied, that they're they're not so, and then consequently we run into a situation where, where in my mind, it, you you leave the whole process 
ripe for uh, abuse and 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 um, the, and didn't, the whole uh, process also, is suspect. In, in your in in your uh, research uh, of this whole matter, did you not come across public uh, review board? Uh, uh, decisions that admonish the International Executive Board for not having ado- adequate controls in the uh, ratification vote process at least yes. four times. Okay. Going, and going back been, as far have, as yeah, go going back as far as ni- 1974 and at least four times, possibly six or more. The, yeah. the the public review board has has suggested and strongly advised that the re- contract ratification procedures be uh, be corrected and, and, and clarified. Um, yeah, and in re- in what, reading your research, I think they actually said that in two decisions that th- their uh, suggestions had not been followed in in two of the latter decisions. Uh, that that's that's correct. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I read those as One well. Of, Art, so, yeah. Go ahead. It, it's 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 w- one of the papers that I posted on a couple of the the Facebook pages was a compilation of of some of those public review board cases, and 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 a letter basically stating that I, I my belief, Leroy, is that. Everybody in the Ford, GM, and, and uh, Chrysler uh, system have a have a appeal of open to them based on the fact that these 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 uh, ratification vote procedures have not been clarified. They, you know, the bottom line is that. Everybody in the, that participates in a national contract ought to be able to know that somebody across the country isn't doing something to, to negate their vote. And, right. and without without a common procedure held, you, you know, full of the same safeguards that they use in elections, without that same procedure for a ratification vote, you're, you're, you're right for abuse and, and manipulation and that's what I believe took place at local six hundred. I I, I yeah. believe the right. the uh, and and in in your uh, we're, we're sort of there with you I think. Are in your argument? Didn't you reference Article fifty of the UAW Constitution that uh, essentially says uh, in a ratification vote? And, you know, remember that the Constitution speaks to all locals, not just the Detroit Three where there's, you know, huge attentions, but small locals, some of them as small as, you know, in the teens, uh, very, very small units uh, around. Uh, Some uh, are amalgamated and some might not be. I mean, I think there's there's an uh, attorney or a prosecutor's office that has like 18 people in it in the Detroit area. I referenced that from my memory. But uh, this, this Article 50 says that the uh, uh, local unions shall submit to the international a procedure for the election 
that will then be approved or not and returned, uh, if approved, uh, to the local for their use during the ratification election. And I believe that was one of the elements. And didn't you ask to see that document? And what was the answer? <laughs> well, off the record, they said that document doesn't exist. Um, that's, <laughs> that's what they, they they tried to. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. it it it. Uh, they didn't do it. <laughs> they they didn't do it. You know they they, they okay. this all my my appeal began. When when I asked for a revote, I asked for a recount two days after the ratification vote concluded at local 600, and and I never received a response um, on that that letter asking for a re- recount. So you know, again on December 7th, I I, I filed my appeal, but be, right. between right. November 24th when I gave him this letter and 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 December 7th, I tried finding. Uh, some sort of document showing how, you know, they, they've got they've got on on their website uh, 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 like a four-page document for the election procedures from 2014. They know how election, you know, how to, to a, a vote is supposed to take place, but they're claiming that if they went by those same rules and regulations, that they go broke with the ratification vote. And, and quite honestly, Leroy, it seems to me like the sure you have to have rules and regulations to cover an election of officers, but but those elections, the election of officers, you're 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 electing the people that are going to negotiate the contract that you don't have any regulation on. So it, it, there should be the same the same importance and priority put on the, the, the ratification vote as there is on the election of officers. If if you if you go to a a, a in your local township when you go to, go to vote on November second for 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 your president and um, your other uh, elected representatives in, in in Congress, you also at times have at the same locations you have votes on on uh on taxes you know on on you know different uh, right, yes and right, no right, votes right. and and they're yeah, covered yeah, they're, right. the, the rules and regulations on those are 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 the same as they would be for any other election uh i i don't understand and i never have been able to understand why they why they separate a ratification vote, a contract ratification vote, and, and they don't apply any rules. And, and like you, as you stated, Article 50, which is actually titled "Strikes," says they're supposed to be an, a properly applied for and approved procedure. And, and how they, you know, they they didn't have one when I asked to see it. I, I actually filed an appeal trying to, to get them to produce some sort of a, pro, properly applied for procedure, and they never were able to come up with one. Right, and, and in right. fact, after now, the meeting now, that, that uh, I tried presenting uh, yeah. that, go yeah, ahead. As, as as you're as you're aware, in the outside elections, you know, there's there's uh, people at the poll uh, called poll watchers, and they watch to see for any 
discrepancies or inconsistencies with the uh, voting process. And, uh, you know, these people are, are sitting there watching on behalf of one party or the other or any candidate or ballot proposal committee. Uh, and so uh, the uh, election, as you knew it, it was held in Local six, 600. Do you think that there were adequate provisions for, in our, in our world, we call them uh, a challenger? Uh, not a poll watcher, you know, and were there adequate provisions for challengers in this ratification vote that could watch the whole process at any time uh, from the, the making of ballot to the, 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 the filling out the ballot and putting it into the process and then counting of the ballot? Was Were there people provided for to do that at your election? No, I, there, there, there was, there was, not to my knowledge, anyways. Again, the, one of the people that testified for me was was an observer. Uh, he, he he sat in as an observer on the on the the counting of the ballots. Right. But but right. but but coincidentally, when they when they counted the ballots and when they got done counting the ballots, they didn't go through the membership list to verify that they had the same count. Um, that's right. that seems to me like that yeah. should have been part of the process as well, and that was completely yeah. disregarded and not done. In in talking with you, um, uh, there were you know this this your your part of this is the skilled trades election. Did you not witness some skilled trades member walk up to what was set up as a polling site? with one of these, I think, I don't know if they're a bucket or not, but, uh, and they greeted, and the, and the one of the bar, the National Bargaining Committee members was on, on uh, at that polling site, as I recall, and uh, they they gave the person a ballot, and he marked it, happened to be a man, uh, he marked it and turned it into the ballot box, and later they asked, one of them asked the other, who was that? So the, there was no checking. Uh, what, 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 what took place was a welder walked a welder a welder walked up. Um, I, I personally know the welder. He uh, he was he came up, got his ballot, marked it, put it away in the ballot bucket, and uh, as he's walking away, the person who handed him the ballot nudged the the person next to him and asked, "What was his What was his name?" Um, so obviously, <laughs> he didn't check his ID. He didn't. Right. He didn't check his ID, and he needed his name so he could cross his name off the list. Of course, it's, right. you know. And then again, his, he 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 got his name crossed off the list. But how many yeah. people did he not get? You know, and, and that's something that's supposed and, to be taking place taking place before he walks away with his ballot. Right. We're we're. Were either of these two administrators of that ballot location part of the election committee? The no, neither one. A majority of a majority of the skilled trades uh, voting that took place uh, at, at local 600 was was not facilitated by any election committee members at all. Okay, and I have one last question for you, Art, and I think we've gotten pretty much gotten through. Uh, 
uh, you know, what, what needs to be talked about as far as this update. Uh, your purpose of having this appeal, what do you ultimately want to see occur? Well, Leroy, it, it, the bottom line is if, if, they, if they rule in my favor, um, and I, I believe the, the evidence should dictate that, they, they, uh, my, my appeal asks for the local 600 ratification vote to be the count to be thrown out and, and, and either done over or, or stricken from the record. If you strike local 600 from the record, then the ratification, the, the Ford UAW ratification vote was, was a reject. Um, it, you know, the bottom line is that, that contract was rejected. It wasn't ratified. Well, it remains to be seen how your local actually voted if with all this uh, apparent uh, improprieties here. So, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I don't know if it would totally be rejected, but because uh, I don't want to assume how your vote, you know, would really go. But there seems to be enough improprieties there that, you know, the, our Constitution, UAW, spells out at least five times that we're supposed to adhere to democracy and the tenets of democracy. There's eight of those tenets of democracy, principles of democracy, they call them. And it appears that most of those principles of democracy have failed in this regard. And I want to talk to the listeners just a second, as much as I'm speaking to you, Art. This is a democracy. Our country's a democracy. Our union is a democracy. And when we don't hold to the letter of the principles of democracy, we do the membership a serious injustice in the short term and in the long term. Because when these contracts, when these contracts are negotiated and reviewed by the people in the membership and they say no, there's a reason for that. Don't be so damn pious that they have to buy everything you throw down their throat. Because in this instance, IUAW, you put the Pension Protection Act in the contract of the Detroit Three, including Ford. And they found out they were the last ones to go, and they had better viewing of this than any of the two previous ones. And they were saying no, notwithstanding that you had incentivized the Tier 2 people with up to $20,000 annually to vote yes on this. They were still standing there saying no, but for the, uh, the apparent improprieties in this election. We don't know how it actually would have gone had they actually had election committee duly elected to run this election in place with challengers. IUAW, you, know, you gave this union a bad name by doing this. You sent your vice president down there who gave himself a bad name in doing this. I hate to even say you guys' name anymore because you don't deserve the, the PR 
with that, Art, I think you have some more to say on the matter, and then we'll close out. Well, just just uh, again, Leroy, I, I believe whatever the outcome is, the the the, the, the public review board certainly needs to suggest strongly again that they do something to, to clarify the, 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 the national contract ratification votes so that, well, and I, I, gotta, I probably need to make correct that and make it, whether national or local, a contract right. ratification vote ought to be given the same, same priority and, and, and importance as, as an election of officers. And, and, and along that line, they they need to be standardized so that no matter where I am in the Ford system or the GM system or the Chrysler system, I'm my my vote is is protected by the same safeguards as as the per, person across the country. Um, it, it just it, it 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 just truly blows my mind that this has gone on as long as it has. Where and and. On top of that, if if one local complains about another local, how how it happens, they 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 cry, cry foul about that as well. If you've got a national contract vote, national ratification vote, then then the person in in any local ought to be able to to, to file a complaint because of a different local affecting their their vote. So, and, and again, I, I I posted some of this right. stuff on 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 uh, the documents for people to look at if they want to. Um, it just it 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 needs to be corrected. It it should have been corrected a long time ago, Leroy. Oh, I agree. Uh, we have Jeff out there. Uh, you know, we, Jeff, I've been asking some questions, but I want to ask you: Do you have anything to add or any questions for? For art or this whole thing process that I might have missed or that uh, art no, might have missed, have or any, I don't have any questions, but I do want to uh, remind the listeners, especially those who are listening for the first time, the day before local 600 uh, election, the vice president UAW and the board department went on a uh, televised press conference that he needed 500 votes to get this contract passed, all right? On that very same day, the International sent a bunch of goons off the floor and harassed people to vote their way. It's all documented. There was one lady who put something out that she had a sign, vote no, and some idiot, and I know who he is, he is an idiot, walked up <laughs> to her at her workstation and said, take your sign, go home, tell your family that you no longer have the job because we're going to go on strike. You're going to lose your job. And this is like the week before Christmas. So I want the listeners to understand there's other things involved, the threats, the the announcement that they needed 500 votes to win, to win the, the election, to get it passed, and that was the exact number of votes discrepancy that Art is talking about. I mean, it don't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. 
UAW International sucks. I've been saying it for years, and I will continue saying it. All the buttheads down there need to resign. I'm done. Okay, thanks, Jeff. Uh, Art, do you have anything else for us? No, I I mean, I certainly well, appreciate you know the time you've given. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Art. I mean, thanks for coming on to update everybody on this, how it went there and the issues. Because I think a lot of people, you know, they, you know, they don't, they might read it, but they don't fully understand it unless you really say it out loud and they hear it. So this show will be a podcast a little later. So you can, you know, any of your people, they can get a real good idea of what's going on now, uh, Art. So something I direct them. Hey, Leroy. Go ahead. Something I would like to add, something I would like to add, and just just so that everybody gets gets it, the the, the appeal process is set up so that we can we can question any decision made by anybody in the in the from from the from the local all the way up to the international, and and I, I certainly encourage anybody that has a problem, whether it be in regards to a grievance or, or a contract, you know, whatever it may be, the, the appeal process does work. It's, it's, it's very, can, can be a long, tedious process, but if you give it time if, and, 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 you, and you know you're right, you know, keep, keep at it and, um, there's actually a, a great uh, a great uh, manual online that they they can access uh, if they if they want to do that as well. So, right, I uh, that's the Ellis Cole's handbook, uh, and yes. uh, that's digital. And uh, should that ever disappear, we would be able to replicate it. So, uh, that website of his is fantastic, and uh, we hope that it stays up forever. But in, in safeguards, uh, if it's not, then we can replicate it for private use only. We will publish it, but for anybody that wanted it, because uh, we wouldn't, uh, you know, infringe on this copyright at all. Uh, but uh, having said that, uh, uh, thank you, Art, for coming on uh, our show tonight. Uh, it's very enlightening and always nice to hear the update from your latest uh uh, step in this appeal process. Uh, it's going to be a few months, I understand, before you get an answer. You're welcome to come on and update us on anything in the, in the meantime, but we sure invite you back when the, uh, the answer comes back from the IEB and, and uh, what you're going to do or, uh, going into the uh, IB, meaning the Inter- uh, International Executive Board of UAW, and the PRB is the Public Review Board, so that everybody understands those two uh, acronyms here in the UAW if you're an outside listener. So having said that, thanks, Art. We, we're really happy to have you on here tonight. Uh, we'll move on uh, to our, our little fun portion that we have uh, tonight with uh, uh, some emails that we requested. Uh, and uh, you want to stand, stand by, Art? I'll, I'll, uh, do, you, do you happen to have a, a fun story about your dad or any of your children, Art, you want to share or not? Well, I, I've 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 got a a number of them that I'd love to, but uh, time time yes. frame I, time. I 
Okay. Uh, um, right. Unfortunately, well, times times at a premium. So. Okay, I got. But thanks for all right, well, thanks for the offer, and thanks again for your time, Leroy and Jeff. Take you Both of you have always, happy Father's yeah, Day. I'm always. Uh, yeah, I did. It's always a phone call away too, brother. So. Uh, all right, we'll set Great. you uh, on on uh, on hold here. If you got anything? Raise your hand. All right. Uh, having said that, uh, uh, we have Jeff and I here now. Uh, Jeff, do you have any fun stories about your dad? Oh no, I'm sorry, I don't. Um, okay, what about your kids? You got anything any funny story about your child, children? Um, Two sons. My my boys seem to, as they were little, were more interested in getting me a gift for Father's Day than they were getting their mother a gift for Mother's Day. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. You know, that's that's all I can say. You know, uh, they knew who the guy was. They, you know, they knew it was good enough. <laughs> they always, you know, they, um, told, they were pounding in their head. We have to go get that, so we have to get that. So, and when Mother's Day came around, that'll work. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's yeah. a little fun. Um, I, I, you know, I put a post up asking for anybody that had a funny story to, to email in this afternoon uh, about their, their, their dad. And I, and I got two. Uh, I'm going to take them out of order. First of all, uh, you know, I'm going to give you the second one first because it's a little shorter, and then we'll close this out. And, uh, um, this is from James, a.k.a. Jody Mack. Uh, and he said, he writes... No matter what my younger sister or brother, uh, and younger sister and brother, or I did, and no matter how well we did it, good or bad, our father always told us, expressed to us, that he was proud of us. So that's what he remembers about his dad. His dad was always proud of him no matter what he did. So I, I find that uh, interesting, I think probably mirrors most all dads, but I think his dad, according to this, actually expressed it uh, in, in open terms. So he was happy about that. And uh, then this this is another one that came in from Crystal. I think uh, one of the listeners knows who Crystal is. <laughs> and this is funny. <laughs> Here's to the best story you, she writes. Here's to the best story you've ever heard. When my brother and I were kids, we would look forward to weekends after the weekly grocery shopping trip. Dad would always buy, buy Little Debbie's and other good junk food. Well, Dad worked late, and so my brother and I looked forward to getting up on Saturday morning while Dad was still asleep. We would climb the countertops and sneak the junk food and sit on the couch watching cartoons while stuffing our faces. We always we always waited to hear the fart. That meant Dad was getting up. So we'd hear this ridiculously loud fart and quickly shove all the wrappers under the couch cushions so he wouldn't bust us. Home is where the fart is, LOL. <laughs> and she goes on. <laughs> she, she, she goes on. Of course, neither of us... Uh, knew where those wrappers came from come cleaning day. <laughs> Happy Father's <laughs> Day, Dad. Thanks for putting up with us. Love you. 
and I think our one of our team members knows who that crystal young woman is. She's an adult now, but she had fun with Buck and her dad out there. Um, yeah, my my own father was, you know, he was. I got some couple, a lot of good stories about him, but I just want to say. Uh, in a bigger sense, so he he taught me a lot of things. He taught me how to be analytical. He taught me to be diligent, and a hard worker, and stay focused. Even if you were injured, stay focused to try and help the greater good in your community. And he taught me the mechanics of a mechanic, the physics of an engineer as a young person. And I I uh, I really want to say thanks, Dad. But in addition to that, my grandfather was superintendent of uh, the uh, uh, maintenance at Mill Creek Park. And he and my grandmother lived on Lake Glacier. Some of you from the Lordstown area know where I'm talking about. A little white house on the, the, the uh, west side of Lake Glacier. And there was a dip down to a road and then another dip down to the lake. And it was, both of them were pretty steep. You actually had to drive up from a long ramp on either side of the house to get into the, 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 uh, the parking area for the home. And then the road went between the house and the lake, and then there was a real steep. It's not steep anymore. They've, they've uh, done some grading, and the house is no longer there. But on the weekends when my dad, when I was real little, uh, go over and they'd He'd uh, drop me with my grandmother, and my grandfather and father would take off to do work. Uh, you know, my dad had helped my grandfather in the in the running of the park there a little bit. He, he did that since he was a little little guy. I got some real interesting stories about uh, Mill Creek Park, by the way. Anybody want to ask, you know, I'd be happy to share those. There are tunnels there that people don't even know exist these days. But anyhow, I would go down there. My grandmother would send me out to go fishing. So I'd go in the, in the uh, garage, little barn of a garage, I guess, and I'd grab one of the cane poles, and I always want the biggest one. There's one there about 15 feet long. I'd walk it down across the river or the road and down to the, to the lake, and I'd go down, and there's a bunch of fellas there, almost always a bunch of fellas there on Saturday uh, fishing with cane poles. And I didn't know Sikkim about a cane pole. I was just barely able to hold this thing. So these men were all black men. And they taught me how to cane pole fish. So these surrogate fathers took me under their wing and taught me how to cane pole fish to the point where my grandmother would walk over to the edge of this steep drop-off and say, Hey, Leroy, how you... And the guys would yell back before I had a chance to answer. And so he's down here with, with us, Miss McKnight. We're taking care of him. We're looking after him today. And they did. They watched over me. I probably wasn't maybe three, three and a half, four at the most. Uh, and we did that a couple of summers. I, I fished with these men. And I appreciate them for taking care of me. And I, I learned to, to have tolerance for black people in those fishing Saturdays with these men as a very young person. And oftentimes, after the day was done, I'd wake up in my dad's arms. He'd be carrying me up with that cane pole, and they'd be waving goodbye. And I'd smile at him and, you know, wave back. 
and that that was my Saturday fishing with my my surrogate black fathers. And I want to say thank you to those men who've long since passed, without doubt, uh, for being an influence in my life for the balance of this life uh, and for as long as it continues. Thank you so very much, my surrogate fathers, as well as my own biological fathers. So, having said that, uh, we're a little bit long in the show. I didn't think it would go long tonight, but we did. Uh, we have anything uh, update here. Uh, oh my God. Our team member got busted out. He didn't know that came in. <laughs> yeah. He says, "Oh my God, I think you know who it could be, there, Jeff." <laughs> yeah. So you'll have to razz him after the show. Anyhow, oh, uh, let's close this one up. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know who to call. <laughs> Let's close this one out. I want to thank all the listeners for listening tonight. We hope that you found value in this show, especially with art and the funny stories about parents and tolerance and, uh, and the serious story about tolerance and our updates on the announcements and things that we have for you. Uh, if you found value in that, please tell just one other person, and more and more people will come to learn uh, the information that you're beneficiary of now. So, if you would like, uh, you can follow us uh, on the Blog Talk Radio. Uh, please remember that our address is Working for a Living at Working for a Living. Um, I want to also I want to thank Jeff for uh, being on the show and he's driving back from his childhood in the area where his childhood home was. Thanks, Jeff, for being on the show even though you're driving. Much appreciated, brother. Um, uh, and let's do a few shout-outs around the country. How about our friends in Brook Park, Flat Rock, Tonawanda, Lordstown, Flint, Pontiac, Detroit, Bedford, Indiana, uh, Lansing, uh, Toledo, Chicago, Kansas City, St. Louis, Wentzville. We don't forget you, our Arlington, thanks there to the little break room down there. We appreciate you. Chattanooga down there, the skilled trade members at the Volkswagen plant. Uh, Doraville, Santa Cruz, California, and Cal- Santa Cruz, California. Everyone else around the country and the world. And let's not forget Lindsay's friends in Canada over there. We really appreciate Lindsay being on the show last week. She did an amazing job. Uh, everybody, we hope that you were able to listen to the show in Canada. And thank you for being on. Uh, with that, we'll say good night. And everybody, please stay safe as you go through this coming week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Night, Jeff. Thanks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.